أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله هيا على صلاة على صلاه حي على الفلاح حي على الفلاح الله اكبر Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu Wa nasta'gfiruhu Wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi Wa na'udhu billanfusina Wa min sayyati a'malina Man yahdihillahu falamudilla lahu Wa man yudlilhu falahadiyalah ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وإذا سألك عبادي عني فإني قريب أجيب دعوة الداعي إذا دعاني فليستجيبوا لي وليؤمنوا بي لعلهم يرشدون صدق الله العظيم Beloved brothers, respected elders Alhamdulillah We are very close inshallah to the Mubarak blessed month of Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us to see those Mubarak days of Ramadan. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us good health and afia. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq and the ability to spend the, the remaining part of our lives as well, inshallah, the month of Ramadan in a manner that pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in the Quran Majid explaining the rationale, the reasoning, and the one of the main wisdoms and objectives of fasting or the whole exercise of fasting is لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ so that you may acquire the quality of 
taqwa so that you may become conscious of Allah, obedient to Allah, stay away from the prohibitions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you are required to go through this whole spiritual exercise, suppressing your carnal desires, staying away from food, from drink, from intimate relations with one's spouse. And a person adopts, stays away from things which are normally halal and keeps in mind the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in this way he goes, he exercises daily this command of fasting until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says a person who should achieve this objective. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made so many and has made it so easy for us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has facilitated our ibadat and has made it so easy for us to carry out this ibadat. Allah ta'ala says, فَمَنْ كَانَ مِنْكُمْ مَرِيضًا Whosoever is sick and he really cannot fast or fasting is going to really be harmful to him. Oh Allah suffering, oh someone is on a journey. فَإِدَّةٌ مِنْ أَيَّامٍ أُخَرٍ Then keep it Keep the fasting on some other days. Out of the month of Ramadan, a person makes qada of those fasts which he could not keep. Ramadan is that month which, has, which, has, which is, has received its honor and its blessings through the revelation of the Qur'an in the month of Ramadan. Shahru Ramadan. Alladhi unzila fihi al-Qur'an. This month of Ramadan is that month wherein the Qur'an was revealed. وَأُنزِلَ فِيهِ الْقُرْآنِ هُدًا لِلنَّاسِ As a means of guidance for mankind. It's a guideline. It's a guidance for mankind. وَبَيِّنَاتِ And clear signs of guidance. وَالْفُرْقَانِ And also it's a, mean, it's, of, it's a criterion. It's our criterion by means of we, which we judge. What is halal? What is haram? What is right? What is wrong? It's our manual that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Creator, our Creator has given for, uh, to us so that if we apply the principles, the morals, and the guidelines of the Quran in Majid, then inshallah a person will be successful and he will lead a successful life. So, Yuridullahu bikumul yusr, in the midst of all these verses, Allah Ta'ala says, Allah Ta'ala wants ease for you. Yuridullahu bikumul yusr. Wala yuridu bikumul usr. And He doesn't want difficulty for you. So Allah Ta'ala has facilitated the fast, made it so easy. So that you may complete the number of days. If you can't complete it in Ramadan because of uh, definite needs and circumstances, then you complete it after the month of Ramadan by means of your the qada. And so that you may proclaim the takbir of Allah, you may proclaim the greatness of Allah over the guidance that He has granted you. وَلِتُكَبِّرُوا اللَّهَ عَلَى مَا هَدَاكُمْ So Allah Ta'ala has given us these guidelines, given us this Qur'an, given us these laws, a very important shukr that we should be making, thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the guidance that Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with. وَلَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ So that you may make shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the midst of all these laws pertaining to fasting, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has brought this ayat of the Qur'an in Majeed. وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ And when my slaves ask you about me, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ I am very close. 
I am close. Daan. I accept the dua of the person making dua when he makes dua. Ida Daan. So respond to me. Allah Ta'ala says, respond to me. So this calling a slave and Allah has to be ongoing. Especially when a person is fasting. So a person is fasting and there's a constant communication between his heart and between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's an ajeeb, uh, amazing kind of link and connection where there may be no words expressed also. But the link between him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there constantly. He's constantly turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَالْيُؤْمِنُوا بِي لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْشُدُونَ So Allah Ta'ala has mentioned this ayat of fasting. Hafiz ibn Kathir rahimahullah has mentioned that one of the links and the wisdoms between, behind this ayat being there is to show the acceptance of the fasting person's dua, especially at the time of iftar. It's mentioned in the hadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, لِسَّائِمِ عِنْدَ فِتْرِهِ دَعْوَةٌ مُسْتَجَابَةٌ there's an accepted dua for the first fasting person at the time of iftar. So a person, especially at the time of iftar, and throughout the day whilst he is fasting, there should be constant dua. In one hadith, Nabi Wasallam has mentioned to this effect that the fasting person's dua will not be rejected. So a person constantly is in communication and dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his, for his every need. Again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on to the various laws of fasting. And Allah Ta'ala says, وَحِلَّ لَكُمْ إِلَىٰ نِسَائِكُمْ Intimate relations with your spouse has been made halal for you in the night of fasting. وَحِلَّ لَكُمْ إِلَىٰ نِسَائِكُمْ So during the night of fasting, again, what is Allah Ta'ala has stated? That Allah Ta'ala has made that halal for you. وَحِلَّ لَكُمْ إِلَىٰ نِسَائِكُمْ هُنَّ لِبَاسٌ لَكُمْ وَأَنْتُمْ لِبَاسٌ لَهُمْ They are a garment for you. You are a garment for them. It shows the close bond and love, intimacy and relationship between a husband and wife. هُنَّ لِبَاسٌ لَكُمْ وَأَنْتُمْ لِبَاسٌ لَهُمْ They are protective of one another. They protect each other's chastity. They are means of protecting you from haram. They are means of comfort, like how clothing is a means of comfort. They are means of comfort for you. They are, they are means of protection for one another. This is the kind of relationship that should be uh, between a husband and a wife. But on, unfortunately, some, many times we hear that wives complain and they say that during the month of Ramadan, the husband becomes like a monster. They, they say we dread sometimes, na'udhu the month of Ramadan, because the husband becomes like a monster, so irritable, so moody, so, uh, so fussy with regards to the food and with regards to other aspects. So they become so irritable, so moody. So this is not the akhlaq of a believer. This is not the akhlaq of a follower of Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said the month of Ramadan is وَشَهْرُ sabr. It's a month of patience. It's a month of perseverance. So a person should not be losing his cool with his 
wife with his employees and know the wife with the husband and know the employees and those uh, working for him a person should as he is observing that fast then taqwa is also the relationships with others as well relationship with your spouse relationship with with others that's also part of taqwa hukukullah as well as hukukul ibad fulfilling the rights of the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so uhillala so these laws again Allah ta'ala has made it so easy Allah ta'ala has facilitated uhillalakum laylat as-siyam rafatu ila nisaikum and some other laws have been explained as well Allah ta'ala mentions that wala tubashiruhunna wa antum aakifuna fil masajid yes when you are making i'tikaf in the masjid then obviously relationship intimate relationships with the, with the wife will then be not allowed for the person in the state of i'tikaf because he's obviously going to be in, in the masjid wala tubashiruhunna wa antum aakifuna fil masajid tilka hududullahi fala taqrabuha these are the limits of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala these are the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah ta'ala says fala taqrabuha don't go near them Allah ta'ala doesn't say just don't uh, break the law of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Fala taqrab, don't go near them. That is why, especially for uh, a young man, a person, uh, a young couple, they should abstain from uh, even uh, uh, kissing, etc., and uh, hugging intimately because it could lead them to breaking their, their fast. Whereas on the other hand, for those who may be older and may be colder, so then it may be. Uh, it may be allowed for them at that uh, to perhaps uh, for, for man to kiss his wife, etc. So Allah Taala says, "Fala taqrabuha." Don't go near these limits. Fala taqrabuha. Similarly, we should be cautious with regards to our uh, our our seri time, our iftar time. Be cautious. Don't play with the uh, with the time and don't go too close to. The, the the time of, of of breaking fast we should take our uh, you know try to try to stop from eating and drinking etc so we keep in the limits of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala don't go near these limits similarly when a person is uh, gargling at the time of uh, wudu then he shouldn't gargle to such an extent that water may slip down his his throat fala taqrabuha don't go near these limits of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fala taqrabuha kadhalika yubayyinullahu ayatihi in this manner, Allah Ta'ala explains His ayat and His verses nasi for mankind. For what reason? يتقون, so that they may acquire taqwa. So that they may bring this quality of taqwa. So Allah Ta'ala, at the beginning, Allah Ta'ala mentions the whole objective here is that you may acquire this quality of taqwa. And finally at the end, after explaining all the laws and facilitating and making ease, making such ease, Allah Ta'ala again says, all these has been, have been explained so that you may acquire this quality of taqwa. In the next ayat, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, and don't eat up each other's wealth. With falsehood. Don't eat, eat up each other's wealth with falsehood. وَلَا تَأْكُلُوا أَمْوَالَكُمْ بَيْنَكُمْ بِالْبَاطِلِ So don't eat up each other's wealth with falsehood by means of riba or by means of gambling or by means of cheating or by means of fraud or treachery or deception. Don't eat up each other's wealth بِالْبَاطِلِ 
And then don't take, don't transfer this wealth. One explanation of this ayat is the wealth to judges or to rulers, to judges as a means of bribe. So a person sometimes he takes up, he is in the wrong, he has usurped someone's wealth. And thereafter he feels that he can get away, he can use his influence or use his wealth by means of bribery and corruption <coughs> and thereafter pay off the judges and then get he feels that he may get away spot free allah ta'ala says litaakulu amwal an-nasib litaakulu fariqan min amwal an-nas so that you may eat up a portion of the wealth of people bil ism sinfully wa antum ta'lamun whilst you know what you are doing wa antum ta'lamun now after explaining all the laws of fasting and the objective of fasting What's the link between this ayat of usurp, usurping wealth and cheating people with regards to wealth? What's the link between, the, between these two? So I mentioned that one link is that Allah Ta'ala has put you through this exercise where you abstain from something which is normally halal, food, drink, relationship, intimate relationship with your wife, so that you may acquire this quality of taqwa. Now the true practice of taqwa is that throughout your life, you abstain from haram earnings, from cheating anybody, from fraud with regard to anyone. So just as to your fasting, to your ibadat, to your salah, to your wudu, and as we have seen, even in the bedroom, the laws of taqwa will apply. And similarly in your business, the laws of taqwa will apply. All pertain to purification of the soul. Here Allah Ta'ala is showing you purification of wealth. That similarly your wealth must be purified. Your wealth must be halal. Your earnings must be halal. Another link between these ayat is that firstly Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has mentioned the laws of fasting. Then Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala gives us indication that at the time when you break your fast also, then ensure that your earnings are halal. You shouldn't be now breaking your, fa- your fast with haram, ill-gotten wealth. And then how is that kind of fast going to be acceptable in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? فَأَنَّا يُسْتَجَابُ How can such a person's du'as be accepted? How can his uh, 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 fasting be accepted? How can his ibadat be accepted? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so this is the link. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq of bringing these, the, the true goal and objective of taqwa in our life, inshallah, this Ramadan, that as we exercise taqwa in our fasting, in our ibadat, similarly, we exercise taqwa in our relationships with others, mu'asharat, to this extent that even in the bedroom, we exercise the taqwa and the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and to this extent, and to also with regards to our business dealings, we exercise taqwa, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the true quality of taqwa, wa akhiru da-